0: amen thank you mixed group mixed quintet i guess proper name for them and uh, they're a great group to sing right before i preach because uh i guess preacher pastor preached on uh the old disciples this morning and i am so far from being one of those that i mean he was way over my head Uh, well one day when i get old I, i might you know remember some of those principles and so uh we're going to go the other way tonight and preach something that I'm far from, and that's a, a teenager, and uh, I've been uh, praying, and, and God has given me some stuff to say to the church, uh, because now, I guess, next two months, I guess two months from now, I'll have been the youth director uh, again, I guess, for a year, and uh, working with these knotheads, and uh, and I hope uh, parents sitting out there, and I believe you do, or you wouldn't even be in a church like this. You envision your kids singing like that, and uh, whoo! I was sitting there all the way down through that, remembering them when they were about this tall. That didn't just happen. That took effort on parents' parts. That took uh, effort on Sunday school teachers' parts. That took effort on pastors' parts. Uh, and just in this church, I mean, how many candy bars have you bought? If you hadn't bought a candy bar, that group wouldn't have, wouldn't have made it. I mean, goodness. I, I hope we get rewards in heaven for buying candy bars. Because <laughs> I thought my days were over when mine graduated, but it still keeps on coming. Amen. Amen. Coupon books and box tops. You know, because I do all the cooking at our house, so I'm cutting them out. Right? I cut out those little box tops and bring them in. So. But it, it takes effort on everybody's part to make it all go around and round and around. And, uh, and praise the Lord for those old disciples, because it took, it took them being younger and getting old here uh, for a lot of you to grow up with that kind of example in front of you. And uh, again, so uh, you know, I, I guess my first bout with the teenagers was 29 years ago. And uh, I guess my official title was uh, assistant youth director or junior high youth director. Nobody wants to direct junior hires. I ah, mean. Amen. And uh, now that I'm in charge, I get chaperones to go to the you know, theme parks for the 7th and 8th graders. You got them, brother. <laughs> Amen, brother Daniel? <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate you, brother. And uh, But anyway, uh, 29 years ago was my first bout uh, with the, with the teen group. And again, back then, I was fresh out of Bible college, and I wanted to do everything that I did with my whole heart and wanted to be the best at it. So I tried. And some of these people around here make me feel old, (laughs) uh, because they're all grown up now. That's 29 years ago. And, uh, and now I'm, I'm going around for about two. And, uh, I guess two years ago at camp, I was sitting there in a, in a devotion in a, in a camp, uh, dormitory and sweating and, uh, excited, praising Jesus. And, uh, and I'm sitting there, and I look across, and I see Christian Fox and Jason Cruz sitting beside each other. I was like, <laughs> because 29 years ago, I was sitting in a, in a hotel room in Hammond, Indiana. And I was looking at Chris Fox and David Cruz sitting there. And now look at them. It doesn't just happen. It takes effort. And so we're, I just want to preach tonight because I want it to keep on going. Uh, Again, I'm 50 years old, so I don't know how long I will be the youth director. Uh, I'm not youth at all, except maybe mentally. And uh, I can still outrun them all and beat them, every one of them basketball drew. And uh, right? We'll see. October's coming. So he's challenged me. If he wins, I have to wear a gator jersey. So I'll cheat. I'll do whatever I have to. (laughs) I'm keeping score. <laughs> you know, my shots count for five. Yours counts for a half a point. So you got. So. Anyway, they're crazy. I love them all. And uh, uh, you know, I'm not up here trying to tell you I got all the answers. And and I argued with God. I said I don't want to even preach on this uh, because again, it's just all prayer, effort, hope. You know, and be examples. Do what you. There's no answers. Uh, I've raised two. Uh, those of you that are raising them and have raised them, you know you don't have all the answers. I mean, obviously, praise the Lord, this does. But we've got to find them and figure it out, things like that. So uh, I don't want to stand up here and tell you, you know, bless God, you do this, da-da-da. There's no guarantee. They still have a choice. Now, we've got to do everything we can to help them make the right choices. Uh, but obviously, it's sad to say there's some that should be standing up here singing songs like they do, but they're not here. They still have a choice. So I'm not saying I got all the answers, and I, I, I grew up in the house uh, and, you know, as a teenager, and raised you know, by Christian parents, praise the Lord, the second half of my life at home, and there was three of us. One's in jail tonight, one's definitely not living like she should be, and one's standing behind the pulpit. So there's no guarantees, but we got to do everything we can. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And uh, we just got to give it our best shot. We ought to do it biblically. We ought to bathe it in prayer. And we ought to make sure they got the right kind of pressure. And before I even had kids, I heard Preacher preach a sermon on that. And he said, the right kind of peer pressure. And I I guarantee you that's why my kids grew up in this church. Because I wanted the right kind of peer pressure. Did that mean all their friends were perfect? no. All right, they were friends with some of your kids, so uh, <laughs> even in you know Berean Christian Academy, there are some don't talk to that person. Don't you even be close to that person? Why, <laughs> gas and you know fire. I mean, or, just <laughs> uh, just it didn't work. And you know, sad to say, I, there, if my kids would have done something just idiotic, and you told your kid to punch my kid in the nose, praise God. Don't do something idiotic. You won't get punched in the nose. I mean, that's just the way we have to do. And uh, I've told my kids to punch some of your kids in the nose before and, uh, and things like that. It just, that's just the way it is. But it, we ought to do it uh, with the right kind of peer pressure. And uh, his three points that night, again, 20-something years ago, uh, was parent pressure. And that's the number one. <laughs> I don't want to raise your teenagers. <laughs> I, I've done it twice, and, and that's why I don't have any hair. Uh, because, uh, you know, so I don't want to raise yours. Don't just say, okay, get all your stuff, mm you do it. Uh, I'll be here to assist, help, you know, you know apply what you want, apply things like that. Anytime you want to talk to me, you just call me, uh, meet me after church, whatever I can do. I will do it, but I don't want to raise your teenagers. Uh, but they need the right kind of parent pressure. And uh, again, I know it's 2018 and uh, things like that, but you, they still need it, all right? Uh, spankings, whatever you need to do, they need the right kind of parent pressure. Uh, then they need the right kind of pulpit pressure, <laughs> and praise the Lord for ever since I've been here, it's been pressurized right here, brother, uh, from preacher now to pastor. Boy, that was awesome this morning. I mean right on target, and uh, I hope I hope it was a blessing. It was a blessing to me, uh, and I, again, I was like, if I write it down, I'll probably forget it one day. Uh, if, I, you know, if I put it in my phone under notes, you know, I'll, I'll have 16 new phones before I'm the old disciple, and then I won't be able to find it. So I don't know what to do to, to remember that, but uh, it was awesome. And, then, and obviously the right kind of peer pressure. And uh, again, that's, that's, that's where it's difficult uh, as a youth director uh, because we do have some bus kids that come to our youth activities. Uh, we do have some maybe newer Christians that come to our youth activities, and we got some that's come that, I mean, they dot every I across every T of fundamentalism, all right? And you got got both spectrums, and i got to love them both. And so you you gotta uh, you gotta make sure that your kid puts the right kind of peer pressure because I've seen the ones come in that you know don't have the right kind of parent pressure and they got the phone or they got the game or they got the words and they got the what to talk about and it's just whoosh, they become the most popular kid in the whole, whole youth group. I'm like, oh, that's not what we want in here. So we got to help. We got to have the right kind of peer pressure uh, there. And so uh, and and one thing that preacher used to say all the time about teenagers, their potential. I mean, they got a lot of it, and they're potentially good, and they're potentially bad, and uh, they still have a choice. And so, uh, the teenagers have heard both these. I got one sermon as my introduction, and one sermon as my sermon. And so, I'm going to go as quickly as possible here again. Uh, I'm not trying to tell uh, you how to do it. I'm just going to put the right kind of info out there. And uh, again, if I can help in any way uh, to help shape your young person, uh, again, the ultimate goal is for them to be what God wants them to be. And uh, again, I I think all five of these up here are great examples of that, uh, serving in their church. And every one of them singing a choir today, every one of them preached somewhere today, Uh, if there was a bus to be run today, they would have been on them, things like that. They are great examples. And again, it didn't happen uh, by accident, and we're going to look at some other great examples tonight. Uh, in just a minute. So let's have a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity I have to speak tonight. I'll ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. And Lord, you know what you've laid on my heart. You know my goal tonight is, Lord, just to help our church to continue uh, producing teenagers like it has for all these years. And Lord, help everybody continue to do their part. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Uh, introduction. Uh, I preached this when a teenager, you'll remember it. I think it was the first sermon of the year uh, in chapel. And uh, I basically come up with a, uh, three points here: what, what will destroy a teenager? And uh, you know, they, they have been destroyed in our day and time. Uh, drugs have destroyed them. Uh, the world's destroyed them. The opposite sex has destroyed them. There's all kinds of things that will destroy a teenager. Uh, and so it's our job and our goal to keep that from happening. Uh, the Bible says in Psalm 88, uh, 15, Y'all can go ahead and be turning to First Chronicles. First Chronicles, while I'm giving you this introduction here, we'll end up in First Chronicles. Uh, but Psalm 88:15 says this, I am afflicted and ready to die from my youth up while I suffer the terrors and I am distracted. And so the devil wants to distract your teenager. He's going to do everything. And there's all kinds of distractions. And if you're not a teenager tonight, you're already an old disciple or you're somewhere in between or not even a teenager yet. You're still going to get some Bible principle here tonight that'll help you tonight. So don't turn me off. And uh, But the Satan's going to do everything he can to do distract you. Uh, uh, again, some of us, Uh, We can be distracted like right now. Uh, We can be thinking about something that we've got to do tomorrow and we're distracted. And uh, the the devil won uh, and things like that. We can daydream. We can go to sleep. Uh, He can distract you with all kinds of things. Uh, The Bible also says, 1 Corinthians 7, 35, This I speak uh, for your own profit, not that I may cast a snare upon you, but uh, for that which is comely and that I may attend upon the Lord without distraction and so Paul obviously knew he tried to keep attention and that's uh, obviously that's pastor's job to keep our attention I think that's why he moves sometimes I think that's why he's uh, he'll throw out a joke every once in a while about how good his preaching is or uh, how good looking he is things like that and, and you laugh giggle he's making sure you're paying attention uh he, he don't want you to get distracted it's easy to get distracted in here uh, Whoop! There went a sweat bead right down the back. All right, That, that distracts you uh, just like that. Uh, somebody can say something or somebody beside you is doing the old nod and they're not agreeing. They're falling asleep. Uh, that's distracting. Uh, you can do all kinds of things. And Satan makes sure he's a, he's a master uh, of distraction. He's going to try to distract them uh, to get them to be destroyed. Proverbs 6.32 says this, uh, But whosoever committeth adultery with a woman lacketh understanding, he that doeth it destroyeth his own soul. That's Satan's desire for every teenager to destroy his own soul. Uh, Proverbs 13, 13, whosoever despised uh, the word uh, shall be destroyed. Uh, that's why teenagers, I've told you, you gotta listen to the Bible, you've got to listen to your parents, you've got to listen uh, to those that are preaching to you. Uh, if not, you'll be destroyed. But he that feareth the commandment shall be rewarded. You'll make it, uh, and you'll become what God wants you to become. Proverbs 13:20. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion companion with fools shall be destroyed. Satan wants to destroy you. And I gave them three points, and this is my introduction. What will destroy a teenager? Number one, the physical attraction of the opposite sex not held in check. The physical attraction of the opposite sex not held in check. I didn't say it was wrong to have a physical attraction of the opposite sex. I think that's a good thing, especially in 2018. Uh, I, I, I never knew girls had cooties. Uh, K-5, brother, I was scoping it out. <laughs> Walked in there, I hope I get a sign seat by her, all right, because she is the prettiest one in this room. I don't want to sit by that one. I mean, I was checking them out in the K-5. Uh, there was no such thing as a cootie when I was there, uh, and so I wanted to sit by the pretty girls and, and uh, talk to them, things like that. So that's normal. Uh, if your boy doesn't like girls, there's something wrong. Uh, if, you're, if your girl doesn't like boys, there's something wrong. It's normal uh, to have that. God made us that way. He made male and female and uh, wants us to be there. But if it's not held in check, that's when they can be destroyed. And that's why over the years, uh, I guess we've had different rules, things like that as a youth director. I remember, uh, obviously, you know, we had the end-of-year banquet. I guess that's about the only time ours are allowed to date and things like that. And, uh, you know, some year 7th and 8th grade could, some year 7th and 8th grade can't. Just to let you know, when I'm in charge, 7th and 8th grade can't. Can't. Cannot. All right. Why? Because I want to squish that attraction as long as I can squish it. All right. And if you think it's cute, I'm sorry. All right. It's not cute. Uh, I don't want to destroy them just because I think it's cute so I can get a, a a photo of them. You know, oh, stand beside each other. Shut up. If you're over there in the nursery, oh, they're going to get married. Hush. Keep it squished. Okay? Uh, I mean, just don't try to match make. Don't do that kind of stuff. All right? Just let God take care of it. Uh, and so just keep it squished. That's why when my boys were in the youth group, I wasn't the youth director then, seventh and eighth grade. At 7th and 8th grade, could not, and I was glad because mine would not have anyway. But anyway, uh, uh, so even in ninth grade, I was mean. And I'm not saying you got to do this, and I hope the teenagers don't go, oh, please don't do this. My ninth graders had to meet there. He paid for her ticket. He asked her out, but he had to meet there. He had to ride with Mommy and Daddy to meet her there. And you can sit by her, and don't you burp, or eat with the right fork, do all that kind of stuff, but you're coming home right after because you are just ninth grade, shut up. We ain't getting it started. We're not getting the juices flowing. We're gonna squish them as long as we can. So tenth grade. They were allowed to ask a girl, but guess who had to be their chaperone? <laughs> Daddy! All right. All right. I'm sitting right up here, pal, and I got a rear view. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm sorry. I just I wanted to keep them squished. You know why? Because I was one of those knotheads before. And I didn't have the pulpit pressure. And I didn't have the right kind of parent pressure. And I definitely didn't have the right kind of peer pressure. And I wanted to keep them from all the stinking scars that I had to carry. So it's worth squishing it. And they may have been mad at me. I don't know. But tough. I know they both got to stand right here and go, for the first time, pure as they can be. I don't know what you want. I mean, that's, it's just worth it. You got to keep it squished. Keep the physical crash attraction squished as long as you can. Keep it in check or it'll be destroyed. Uh, I've never been a girl, never had a girl, so sorry about that. I'll pray for you, all right? Let them talk to my wife. She's a girl. Woo. Yeah, she's a girl. A good-looking one at that, too, but just have them talk to her, all right? I'll, I'll beat any boy that looks at your daughter, but just any, any girl stuff, I'll give you her cell phone number, okay? All right. Never had one, never, ooh, goodness. Uh, it's crazy. That's a different animal. All right. I'll, ref, I'll, I'll just defer to my wife and defer to pastor. He's the ex, expert at raising daughters. So. I and mean, they'll be the, like, what, what, what? I don't know how to fix that. <laughs> Turn them off, stop. What, here. I, you want money? <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> how do you do it? <laughs> so, but I do know how to knock a boy upside the head if he, you know, if he get, if he gets them juices flowing, boy. All right, I know how to do that. So keep them in check as long as you can. Uh, next, I won't, I won't give you any biblical examples of that. We'll skip through this. All right, but secondly, physical attraction of the opposite sex not squish. This is introduction. Remember, uh, second, the, the philosophy of the world. I mean, they are bombarded with it. And, I mean, you can have rules on top of rules, and they're still going to get bombarded with it. Uh, Just like I just told you. You can say, you know, no cell phones till Jesus comes, all right? They're in the youth group with somebody that's got one. Hey, look, they're going to see it. So you're like, you just got to keep knocking it into their head. Stay away, stay away, stay away. That physical philosophy, I mean, the philosophy of the world is going to be after them. Uh, The Bible says in 1 John 2, 15, love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And I mean, so they tell on themselves all the time when, if they're in love, in love with the world. And they got to come out and be separate. Uh, so the philosophy of the world uh, will destroy your teenager. Uh, and thirdly, the last one, there all have been F's if you've called on so far. Physical attraction of F's. Ph's hs it sounds like F's. There we go. Uh, physical attraction of the philosophy of the world. And here's the last one. Phones. I mean, you got to be careful. you got to be careful, uh, especially if you're like me. I mean, I hand these to my kids. Here, fix that. <laughs> I, I don't know. All right? Or Brother you, you Put me some teams on there, brother, or something like that. Uh, I, don't, I don't know these things. I, I'm not smart enough to put locks and codes and things like that. So, no, you can't have one. I don't care who's got them. You're not having one. All right? And they got one when they were a senior, when they were selling candy, amen. So I could know where they were. But it was a dumb phone. It wasn't a smartphone. It was a dumb phone. You know what it could do? It could call daddy. And that was it. And I'm sorry, but I mean they will. I'm set. They've sat across the desk from me crying. I saw this for the first time on cell the phone. They can see anything they want to see on this thing. You got to be careful. It'll destroy them. Everything that you've put them in this Christian school here and this church here, and they can find it right here if you're not careful. So find out how to lock things and, and put codes on, things like that. I, I'm too dumb, but uh, I just say, no, you can't have one, uh, as long as I'm paying for it anyway. Uh, and, and so be careful with the phones. Uh, they, oh, it's crazy. So that's the introduction, three things that can destroy a teenager. Why wow, I don't want them destroyed. I want them to be God, uh, used of God, just like these five that have passed teenage uh, years uh, that just sang for us. And uh, now we're in 1 Chronicles 12, and I've been reading through 1 Chronicles, and uh, praise God for chapter 12. Uh, I don't know if you've ever read those first 11. Woo! Uh, but you just, genealogy over, you know, and then we get to 12. Wow, yeah, this was awesome. And, uh, and we, we see here David's mighty men, and this sermon I preached to him it was called Emmanuel's Mighty Teens. Emmanuel's mighty teens, and I think we got some awesome teenagers. Uh, uh, all all of them sang Wednesday night, and I thought they did a great job. Amen. I mean, awesome! All right? They got potential. I mean, tons of it. And if they'll let God use them, they can they can become whatever God wants them to, and things like that. Uh, but we've had some awesome ones come through our youth group. And I mean, they, they, and I, I guess I guess the church when Pastor preacher came in that 1980. Uh, and I, I guess there were some layman youth directors And so forth, things like that There were some good ones that came out of that Some of you still here all right? Uh, and then obviously When I came in 1989 uh, It was Pastor was in 10th grade <laughs> uh, That's weird for me sometimes Alright But you listen to him preach, that's not weird That's awesome all right? And so I'm fine with it uh, But it, it was weird 10th grade and he thought he could beat me in basketball too, Drew. <laughs> but anyway, um, so uh, 10th grade, that's, that's weird. But I think he's a mighty team from Emmanuel. All right, sits right there, preaches right here, prays for us. I mean, he carries that pressure. I mean, awesome. Came through that team group, all right? So I, I would consider him a mighty team. From Emmanuel, like these mighty men from David. It says right here in verse 1, chapter 12. Now, these are they that came to David and Ziklag, While they were yet uh, kept himself close because of Saul, uh, the, the son of Kish. And it says there, and they were among the mighty men, helpers of the war. And they were armed with bows and could use both right hand and left hand, hurling stones and shooting arrows out of their bow, out of, out of a bow. Uh, even of Saul's brethren of Benjamin, so we see here these were mighty, mighty men, and David was glad for them, and they were used in a great way. Uh, but there have been some mighty teens that's come through this youth group, and I, and I started with Pastor, and I told them, uh, you know, again, he was a soul winner. Uh, he, he was he was a good leader. He he drove the teachers pretty much crazy, and he's not here, so they could say amen. But anyway, uh, he he was a little bit crazy there. He was a good athlete. I mean. It, just a teenager, but he was a good teenager. And God, obviously, has helped him to uh, become the man he is. Uh, I mentioned two a while ago that I think are mighty teens from Emmanuel, Brother Fox and Brother Cruz. Were they perfect? No. <laughs> One summer, Brother Fox was assigned to me. Went off to Bible college, got sent home, and the preacher said, hey, he's your shadow for the summer. And uh, we went soul winning. Uh, we we. Painted buildings around the church, things like that. I kept him busy all summer long. But now look at him. Serves like a servant at our church. Mighty teen. That didn't just happen. We could keep on going down the list. Uh, we got Brother Burns over here. He was a mighty teen of Emmanuel. I told the teenagers the other day, Brother Burns, that you loved your hair when you were a teenager. Laughter <laughs> He, man, he had some now. I mean, he can whip that stuff up. And, I was like, so be careful. <laughs> be careful. I may, I must have had a real liking for mine as well when I was a teenager. But anyway. But awesome. A deacon of the church. Mighty teen. I can keep on going. We even got some ladies. Miss Powell back there. She was a senior when I came. <laughs> All right. She's a mighty teen. She works around here like crazy. I mean, just does it. Miss Narag, mighty teen. She coaches those girls, secretary out at the school. I mean, she does all kinds of stuff around here. Uh, uh, let's see here. I, I'm going to miss some of them. I may just have to all have them all stand or I'll make somebody mad at me. If you went to the youth group when you were growing up, stand up, so I would not make anybody mad. Mighty teen after mighty teen. Look at them. They're either serving in this church on staff Or they're serving and probably working a lot harder Than most staff members around the world In this church Look at that Are they all perfect? No But I give my life for every one of them I love them I mean look at that That is awesome Y'all can be seated i was scared I was going to miss somebody And you know what else? They're everywhere else too I know a couple that pastored, that preached a sermon to a church this morning. There's one on, two on, three on deputation right now. We got uh, we got Mike a little late, but the other three, Jason and Jessica and Beth. Mighty teams. It didn't just happen. We had to put the pressure. And then they had to make the choice. Mighty team. And there's secretaries and there's Sunday school teachers and there's school teachers all over the place from this youth group. And they all made the choice. So we're going to look real quickly. I only got about 10 minutes left uh, at these points here. So number one, let's see see what made these guys mighty. What makes a a mighty team of Emmanuel? Number one, they were skilled in the weapons of the day. They were skilled in the weapons of the day, right there. Said so they could they could shoot their bow and arrow, left handed or right handed. And I mean, obviously they had some cool t- you know cool weapons back then: a bow and arrow and a rock. That was about it. All right, they didn't have a sword, they didn't have a a tank uh, or a jet fighter, uh, uh, you know, machine gun things like that. Uh, but all they had, they had a bow and arrow and they had a rock. But they were good. I mean, they were good. And that doesn't just happen. And I I told them the other day. That uh, if you're going to be good at something, you're going to have to put your put your work in. I mean, I likened it to basketball. You know, some of our teenagers can't even dribble, much less with their left hand. He said, "Well, I can dribble really left handed. You are left handed, right? Oh yeah, I forgot that. That we can't. Uh, that doesn't just happen." And, uh, again, I'm just going to throw out some things that I made my kids do. Uh, and, uh, you know, because they liked all the stuff that our, our, all the teenagers liked. They had video games, things like that. But I had a rule. If you played 30 minutes on a video game, sitting on your backside at the couch, you had to go out in the driveway and dribble for 30 minutes, too. I didn't want them to show up to their basketball team and like, oh, but pew, 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 pew. uh You're going to be balanced. You're not going to be, you know, Mr. pew, 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 pew but can't dribble. nuh now, now, I'm not going to tell you you've got to be Michael Jordan or I'm going to kick you out of my house, but I am going to tell you you're going to do your best. And these guys did their best. They were able to shoot right hand, left hand. It didn't matter which way the enemy came up. They were or peg him upside the head. Watch this. I'm going to get him right between the eyes. Bam. And that doesn't just happen. You have to work. You've got to put your effort in. So make them uh, develop. Uh, and uh, again, I know, that, that, you know that's also on us. I get it. You know, when, when, when my own were in school, things like that, I'd come home from school, uh, from teaching and coaching and cleaning and mowing, and I'd get to the house, and we'd eat, supper, and have the family thing, do the devotions, and I'd put them to bed, and I'd go clean offices, uh, you know, at night to, to have food to eat, things like that. Uh, you know, I get it, uh, but, but you got to do it. Uh, and, and again, you know, well, I, I went out there with them. I mean, you know, I love sports anyway, but I went out there and made them do it. Uh, so you've got to let them develop. If they're going to be mighty, they're going to have to be developed with something. Uh, again, the computer stuff, that's awesome. Uh, I wish I could do more of it. Uh, again, I got into that later in life and so forth. But, uh, you know, be skilled at something uh, and, and put, put the effort into it. Next, uh, it says here, they were also, down in verse 8, it said they could use, uh, about the middle of it, it says here, they could handle the shield and the buckler with a face like the faces of a lion. And so they were confident. They didn't just go out there and do it once or twice. They did it over and over and over. And you can tell when, in somebody's face. Uh, I've played enough sports. You can look at them in the eyeball. And uh, if they got that deer caught in the headlight look, hmm <laughs> I'm fixing to show you something, bud. All right? But if they had that confident look, like, mm, bring it, come on. That's what it's talking about. These guys were confident uh, in their ability. Uh, they were also confident in the Lord. Uh, don't get too cocky and leave God out of it. he calls cause you to fall flat on your face. Uh, but they, they had developed to the point that they, were, they had the face of a lion. Bring it. Uh, come on. Uh, I, I'm confident enough in this, this, this task here that I can shoot you, left-handed or right-handed. You, you choose. Uh, I can hit you left-handed, or right-handed. You choose. They were, they were good at, this, at the skills, or they had skills of the weapons of their day. Uh, next, number two. Let's look over in verse uh, 8 again as well, and, and the first part of it. It says here uh, that they were separated. They had separated themselves unto David. And so, again, just like we talked about what will destroy them, you've got to teach your teenager to be separated from the world. What I want to look like, it don't matter. Again, if they they get mad, they just get mad. They're not going to wear certain things. Uh, They're not going to go to certain places. Things like that, they're going to be separated, or we're not going to have in the future the ones like we heard tonight. They've got to be separated from the world. Number three, let's look at verse uh, 8 again as well. It says here they were separated uh, about middle of the way down. It says here they were fit for the battle. So number three, they were in spiritual shape. They were in spiritual shape. If we're going to have mighty teens, they're going to have to be skilled in the weapons of the day. Obviously, that's with Bible, that's with prayer, uh, that's with you know Christian living. Uh, next, we have separated from the world, and thirdly, we have they were in spiritual shape for the battle. So these guys were fit. Uh, and again, that doesn't just happen. Uh, a person that is in shape, they exercise. A person that is strong, they work out. A person that is smart, they study. Uh, a person that's in spiritual shape for the battle against Satan, they do their part. They've got to exercise and get in shape. Uh, and it, it takes repetition. It takes consistency and things like that. Last, last one in verse 8, right there, the last statement says, And they were swift as roes upon the mountain. They were swift. They were quick uh, to, to get to the mountain. Uh, and again, that's the way they escaped from the enemy. The enemy couldn't keep up with them, the enemy couldn't keep, keep, the, you know, keep the, uh, the climb as fast as they could. Uh, there's, there's, there's animals that are like that. Obviously, it talks about a roe here that's a deer. They are fast, uh, and, and they, they, can, they can run quickly away from the, the, the person that's trying to harm them. And so that's what our teenagers have to do. They have to be swift uh, to get away from the devil. Uh, what, what did Daniel do? He ran, left his coat, swift, he got out of there. Uh, the Bible says, give no place to the devil. Get out of there. Uh, run, be swift to get away from things that might destroy you. And uh, next, let's go to verse 18. I'm going through these quickly because they were spirit-filled in verse 18. It says here, and the Spirit came upon them. Why were these men mighty? Uh, because they were skilled and they were separated and they were in shape and they were swift, but they were also Spirit-filled. That's the key, is to ask God to help. You do your part uh, to be spiritually strong, to be spiritually swift, to be spiritually educated, to be spiritually separated, but then ask God to bless it with His Holy Spirit, uh, and that's why these guys were considered mighty men. And uh, uh, let's look at the next one. It says in verse 18, the second part, it says here, And thine are we, David, on thy side, the son of Jesse. And, and so they were basically on the, on the man of God's side. And again, that's, that's, that's something that we try to do with our boys when they were real little. Uh, we would have them take uh, preacher candy, sugar-free. Uh, we, we would have him, them take him stuff that he liked and things like that all the time. Wow, we wanted them to get to know him. And then we, we made them develop a, a communication with them. Uh, we could tell them what to do, but go, go talk to the preacher and see what he says. Uh, and then, obviously, when pastor became their pastor, same thing. Uh, and this was when, in, in the, uh, the dating realm and the marriage realm. And uh, he gave them wonderful advice, great advice. Wow, I pushed them. Go talk to him. Go talk to him. Uh, and, and be on the preacher's side. Uh, again, because you, you, we have two, two sides of the spectrum. We have what we call the Emmanuel mighty teens that we heard seeing and we, uh, we saw them stand. But sad to say there's an, another group, probably that same size, if not larger, that's not here tonight. And if they saw a pastor, they would run. All right? Or they would, they would text something on social media about him. All right? they don't, they're not on his side. But we want to make sure these teens are on his side. And uh, help them develop a relationship. Uh, again, that's you know, some people, they, 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 you know, I, I wasn't prideful about that. I'm their dad. I, could, I No, I just want them to turn out right. I don't care if you told them something good and then they listened to it. Uh, and and you know they turned out for God. Praise God. Who, I don't care who gets the credit. I just don't want them to mess up. I want them to go forward. Uh, so don't get all caught up in that. Put, put, uh, get them to build a relationship uh, with their pastor, especially when the older they get. And I'm glad he's coming into chapel, and he speaks in there when he's in town on Thursdays now. Uh, we moved it to Thursday so he could do that. And I'm glad he's uh, building a mo- uh, more relationship with them like that. And uh, you push them uh, and make them talk to him, things like that. And these, these guys were mighty because they were on David's side. And so we see uh, all these so far. And then next, uh, let's look at uh, verse 32 and 33. And some of them, I told them this, some of them, this, some of them, I don't want to say the word hopeless, but some of them got a long way to go in this area. It said in verse 32, and, these, and the children of Issachar, it says, which were men that had an understanding of the times. In other words, they had some common sense. All right, and that's where I was going with that. So, of course, you see all these S's. Uh, help your child to be skilled uh, in, in the Bible. Help them have devotions with them. Uh, again, what I, we tried to do when they were little, we had little, little Bible story books, and, and we, we, we did that every night of their life. Uh, and then when they got older, we got a little bit uh, uh, you know, more in depth with it. And when they got teenagers, I mean, we just drilled the book of Proverbs into them, things like that. Uh, and then as they got older than that, when they started having to do devotions, uh, we would make them do them by themselves, things like that, and develop. you got to get them skilled. Uh, and praise the Lord, I, I love it every Wednesday when we go out. you got a senior high guy with a little junior high guy. You know, he's toting the flyers. Uh, I love it. Uh, letting that older guy teach that younger guy how to talk at a door uh, and how to run from a dog and, you know, <laughs> and, and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, I, I love it. And that's what it's all about. Teach them to get, be skilled uh, and, and so forth. But then we've got to get them to have some common sense, too. It says here, the, the children of Iskar, they were men that had understanding of the times to know uh, what uh, Israel ought to do. The heads of them were uh, 200, and all the brethren were uh, in, the, in their commandment. And then down in verse 33, it says here, which could keep rank, and they were not of a double heart. You've got you to help them to keep rank. And, and this is the biggest one that we have. You know, the 7th graders, they just whine to moms and dads. Ah, nobody likes me, everybody's mean, Everybody, they call me this. They call, you know, what I told my boys when they were 7th, 8th grade, look, just shut up. Seen and not heard. That's how you live. Okay? Uh, if you want to make it through 7th grade, seen and not heard. Be quiet. Shh. And they made it. <laughs> uh, they did. And so, uh, you know, again, you've got to be able to keep rank. And, and we do. We have rank. And, uh, and everybody will get a turn. Like, you know, the other day at, the, at, the, at my house, when we were watching the Bulldogs. And I had told them that they all had to wear Bulldog stuff, you know, during the week. And uh, I was like, well, okay, you can come. You don't have to have Bulldog stuff on. But if you want to have a Bulldog jersey on, you can have a Bulldog T-shirt, jeans, comfortable, tennis shoes, casual. Just chill out. But if you're not going to wear Bulldogs, you got to wear a collared shirt, tucked in, <laughs> suit pants, dress shoes. And things like that. that's what I told them. And so but anyway, they, they came, and uh, about halftime, I mean, it was just a blowout. And I, and I could see that my house was in danger. I <laughs> said, so we got to come up for, with something for these guys to do. And, of course, we went outside, through the football, and the girls was bumping volleyball. And the four-wheeler made an appearance. And so I, I gave them rides and things like that. And, uh, uh, you know, the guys, could, they, they could sit on there with me. The girls, they had to hang off the back, but I gave them a little... I guess, was it a cushion that y'all were sitting on there holding on backwards like that, you know? And uh, so anyway, but then I let the juniors and seniors drive, and that was a blessing. All right. But that's what it is. And everyone, why can't I drive? You're not a junior and senior. I said juniors and seniors. Why? Because I'm hoping that a junior and senior's got enough common sense not to hit my house, (laughs) not to run over another teenager. (laughs) All right. Get a brain. All right, some common sense. And so, uh, again, let's, let's do our part. So, uh, we see here what would destroy a teenager? The physical attraction of the opposite sex not kept in check. Philosophy of this world and a phone. Uh, that's three. There's many of them, but that's three that'll definitely destroy a teenager if they're not none. And so, this is what we want to get them. We want to get them skilled uh, in the weapons of the day, we want to get them separated, uh, we want to get them in shape. We want to make them swift and spirit-filled uh, on the pastor's side and then get some common sense. Uh, and this will just keep producing, keep producing. Uh, there's going to be other ones standing where all these were standing tonight. There's going to be others pastoring churches tonight. There's going to be others teaching Christian school tonight, at uh, church secretaries tonight. Uh, they're just all over, and we want to keep that. And, uh, again, I don't think you'd be here if you didn't want that. Uh, now, it's, it's tough, all right? Uh, my wife and I were... We're trying to be spiritual. Uh, We're trying to be excited. But they're going to leave. And that's going to be tough. I'd rather them be there in Spain than in my house and be in the will of God. Why? Because this is what I trained them for. This is what I prayed for. Uh, This is why I kept them in this church for. This is why they went to that Christian school for. This is why they grew up around your kids and, and got that right kind of peer pressure. And praise the Lord, they made the right choice. Now, if they ever choose to do wrong, I did my part. The church did their part. Their Sunday school teachers did their part. Their pastor did their part. They chose. So we will have look in the mirror and say, hey, give them all we had. And praise the Lord for the ones that have made the right choices. And we pray for the ones that haven't, that they come back. Uh, and praise the Lord one day we'll all be in heaven and everything good. But anyway, in conclusion, we see here uh, tonight, he said, well, I'm a teenager right now uh round two for both those sermons teenagers god wanted you to hear it one more time and if you hadn't made the right decisions that you need to make now's the time and then you might have stood while ago as a teenager and maybe you've let some stuff that you learned in your parents house and in the christian school and in our church slip a little bit and you're not so mighty just telling you what the holy spirit's telling me This is a good place because you need to stay an example for these ones coming behind you. And, you know, I had them all stand, but all might have not have been mighty. That's between you and the Holy Spirit. Here's a good time to fix that. He said, Well, I'm neither. All right? But all of us need to be skilled and swift and in spiritual shape, things like that. So if you need to come and talk to the Lord tonight. Uh, but my biggest challenge is let's just keep it going. Just like it has been for years and years and years and years and years. Because we want more mighty teens of Emmanuel.